Let's get your book published, sharing the truth while giving you tips, tricks, and secrets about the publishing industry with your host, Nicole Gabriel. Hey guys, Nicole Gabriel here. I'm the host of the Let's Get Your Book Published podcast. I'm also the author of multiple books, a book designer, and a publishing coach, as well as an intuitive business coach. I've been in the book business for a while now, and I've helped many clients get their books published over the years. On this podcast, I share personal stories, client stories, and the truths about the publishing industry. Today's topic, bestseller lies. What makes a book a bestseller? Oh boy, there is confusion about what really makes a bestseller these days. Ever since books started being sold on Amazon, it seems there has been a lot of confusion. I got copied on an email conversation with a coach and an author the other day. And the coach likes to use the term book purist to make his clients humbled about the way a book should be seen in certain communities. But the thinking is a bit outdated and skewed these days. Let me explain. It used to be that there were only bestsellers because of publishing deals, but because publishers aren't filling the needs of numerous authors writing, authors are taking it upon themselves more and more to forge ahead writing and self-publishing on their own. And some have gone up against the publishing houses with sales on social media, Amazon, or their personal website. The whole email conversation I was privy to began when the new author realized the idea of a bestseller was a game and decided to place the words bestseller on his new website before he even received his new book from the printer. So yeah, this is a bit of a stretch even for the most enthusiastic new author, but he knows the game. Sell a few books in an obscure category on Amazon and find your way to a bestseller. This particular coach was suggesting he remove his wording from his website as he began referring to old standards for what defines a bestseller. And these standards were well before the days of Amazon. Perhaps you're familiar with Dan Pointer's book, Self-Publishing Manual, how to write, print, and sell your own book. This book was written back in 2007, but for some reason, some out-of-date book coaches still refer to this as the gospel on what makes a bestseller. Personally, I disagree. So much has changed since 2007. I mean, this was 15 years ago, and that's ancient thinking in a fast-paced digital world. It used to be that an author could go to a book fair and find a publishing house to sign them for a book deal. This likely still happens in some circles, but what interests a publisher to take on an author is a bit different than it used to be. In fact, I had someone say to me recently that conservative authors probably don't get picked up by the big publishing houses anymore. I would have to agree that this is very true. This might be because they can't be easily persuaded or don't have topics that would grow a solid platform. They tend to be a bit less confrontational and are not always known as change makers. 
So of course, you might be asking what makes a bestseller today if the 2007 concepts don't fit the bill. Today, a bestseller is usually determined by one, making the New York Times bestseller list, two, having a high Amazon sales rank, or three, selling a large number of copies. So let's talk about New York Times. The New York Times list is generally the place a conservative author won't likely show up. The reason being is that this is the world of capitalists, income generation, a place for big business and for change makers. I also believe there is a darker side to this industry that I have hit on in a few earlier podcasts. If the author doesn't agree to sell their soul alongside of building out a platform that indulges its audience with meet and greets, sign up for additional future books to be written, or other high-profile engagements, the publishing houses won't take a risk to sign them. There is an agenda for a particular narrative, and if an author fits into that narrative with a huge desire for success, they may catch the ear of a large publishing house and find their way to a bestseller list. If the author has a massive desire for fortune and fame, or they can be leveraged in some way to fill this agenda, they will be highlighted and promoted to hook in readers and earn the publishing house big profits. Honestly, most authors get used and become slaves to this environment. Their profits are minimal in comparison to what the publishing house earns. These New York Times books are designed to be sold in certain environments for the highest returns. The numbers that make up these lists do not come from internet sales, sales in department stores, or local gift shops. In other words, you can't get on the list even if you sold more books than John Grisham. It's nearly impossible to track all books sold everywhere in the world. In fact, a book that never makes the New York Times list may outsell many that do. And did you know that publishers withhold sales information and numbers as privileged information and they may decide to simply print over a million copies sold on a book and claim it to be so? Here's the thing. A book generally will get noticed when a large number of books sell in a short period of time. It's not going to be noticed if it sells many over a period of time. If a book sells 10,000 in a week, it will get noticed. There's another old stat from 2007. What is it about 2007 anyway? That a book must sell over 500 copies in a day to get in the top 10 rankings on Amazon. Authors that go into sales at the launch of their book need to understand that it's fast-moving books all at once that get them noticed. So, yep, you guessed it. How you launch is important if becoming a bestseller is on your agenda. Okay, let's talk about Amazon. Back to Dan Pointer. He said you have to sell 35,000 books to claim bestseller. But this is not the case on Amazon. With Amazon, you have unlimited numbers of ways you can hit bestseller. Most authors do this by selecting random or obscure categories, then let everyone they know know where to buy it. And when numbers go up, the chance of getting the bestseller flag is more likely. 
Lots of authors make this more desirable with low-cost ebooks at launch. It's far easier to convince family, friends, and coworkers to spend $2.99 than it is $24.95. Only about 2% of all authors even sell more than 500 books. Over time, you may sell more than some well-known books, but producing a high-quality book is going to be a better investment in the long haul. A high-quality book means not doing Amazon print-on-demand. It means hardcover, professional printer, professional designer, and 250 pages plus. You want to come out of the gate like you mean business. You want to wow people with your level of success and professional appearance. Image is everything, and yes, a book is judged by its cover. You need to come out of the gates running. When you really understand that results are based on what you produce and sell quickly, then you need to have a game plan. It's always a good idea to get your book in hand and off to the distributor well before you even let people know you've written it. This is why I don't agree with doing pre-sales. I find it doesn't put the author in a very professional light in many ways. It doesn't get you out there quick and ready to go because you can't fulfill orders. It also makes you look needy, showy, and quite frankly, poor because it makes you appear you need additional income to finish your project. So when's the best timing to get on Amazon? You only set up sales on Amazon when you can fulfill orders. And you want those fulfilled globally with proper distribution. So make sure that the distributor knows when sales are to start and your timing is everything. You also want to have your ebook ready when you launch. You want to decide, however, where you are pushing people. One format that sells 300 copies is better than 150 each. So make up your mind if you're launching with your ebook or your printed book. Personally, it makes more sense to launch with your ebook because there can always be delays in printing or issues with the distributor's timing. If you're doing a day event or launch, then you want to be sure timing is known by all parties because it really is everything. Choose your format and run with that format for a period of time before pushing people to your other format. You should have all options you intend to produce available at launch, however. Some authors launch with one format, like an ebook, then introduce the hardcover, then the audiobook. But if you have a large stage presence and personal audience, then you might do an actual in-person event and want something to hand out, like a high-quality printed hardcover book. It's not that exciting to do an in-person event and have nothing to sign or hand out. So use Amazon for pushing your ebook and move up the rankings quickly and affordably for your supporters. So now we are talking about number three, selling large numbers of copies. Isn't this every author's goal? Most, but not all. Sure, we wouldn't write a book if we didn't also hope it would get read, but hardcover book sales aren't everything if you have a solid platform. If you're writing a novel, it's always going to be about book sales. But in a business environment, it's a bit different. Generally, a live event is where you'll sell most copies. 
but you might want to set up an event with the hook not being about the book launch, but rather an event to provide value to your attendees' life. Then let them know this is also going to be a big event because this is where you are also launching your book. There are all kinds of games that can be played to increase book sales. In fact, you might even buy your audience. If you're thinking about serving food or having entertainment, perhaps instead you give each member in your audience $20 in cash and tell them you'd really like their support in buying your book, but they are all welcome to leave with the $20. Most will reinvest if you give them value. You might also let them know there'll be a drawing for a prize for each book purchase, so they are even more tempted to give back that $20 bill. And a prize? You don't even have to buy that prize yourself if you can work out a deal with another local business. You might find the perfect fit with many local businesses in your area and ask them to come speak and donate prizes and giveaways. So you make other locals happy and they draw in a bigger audience. There are all kinds of tricky and fun ways to increase sales with events. Some have even pulled this off with online launches. But in-person events will always allow you to really get to know attendees and make real relationships. And if you don't sell top numbers of books, well, you'll actually have a win-win because you've just enhanced your business and it will benefit you in the long run either way. In fact, what you do outside of the book is really where real income happens. A book can only be sold for its value, but your business can be sold over and over and over for a much higher ticket price with more repetitive business. Okay, if you listen to me long enough, I know some of this is repetitive, but I repeat all day long in my business day with new authors. And not everyone hears me when I say it's not generally about book sales. Got it? All right, guys, I'm back to my garden. I've got tomatoes and cucumbers coming out of my ears. I'm so happy the pollinators have finally found their way to my garden. Oh, and you know what I did today? I bought some butterfly larvae, and I'm going to raise a few before summer comes to an end. It's my dream to have a butterfly house one day. You have to start somewhere. If you have something on your mind that you want to do, but you haven't done it yet, what are you waiting for? Go for it. Life is short. On that note, and always, I'm wishing you peace, love, and light. Check out our online book publishing program. Join our email list or earn a great income by signing up for our affiliate referral program over on our Let's Get Your Book Published.com page.